All right, so our family talk is a continuation of last week's um, message from Pastor Ross. It's How Do Christians Change Part 2. Now, there's going to be a diagram that's going to go up, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to sprint through it quickly. Oh, there it is. Boom. I'm going to sprint through it quickly and try to explain it to you and remind you of some of the things that Pastor Ross shared, and then I'm going to try to apply it to something in my life that happened this week to help it stick a little bit more and make it more tangible. So uh, the first question we're just basically asking is, how do we change? Everybody wants to change at some level. How do we change? And then how do we help others change when we ourselves need change? One of my favorite counseling books, Instruments in the Hands of the Redeemer, the subtitle is um, People in Need of Change, Helping People in Need of Change. And so at our church, we, we make a great deal of the fact that God has made it to be that none of us can become fully like Jesus without the body. You need, we need one another. We will not be fully mature and like Christ without one another. And so how do we help one another change in our DNAs, and DNA groups and our missional communities in the day-to-day life um, that we are living together as a community. And so this is a part two to go deeper into this paradigm that I want to encourage all of our members and anyone who's going to be listening to this to try to memorize. It's a very, very simple um, framework. And at first it's a little confusing, but then once you get a hang of it, you, can't, you, you, you may not forget it ever because it's so helpful and it's going to be something that you're going to want to keep in your back pocket to utilize on the day-to-day as you minister to your own soul, to your family, and to one another. And so I want to commend this model of counseling called the three trees model. Okay, three trees model. Now, this is not to um, say that formal counseling is not, doesn't have a place. I'm a fan of that. That, that is um, absolutely necessary. But for the day-to-day, this is a really helpful tool to be using. Now, there's tons of passages that uphold this. But because of the sake of the time, I'm going to just sprint through it. And then if you want more details, I'm going to put up an article on the Family Talk on the website and then more information so you can go deeper into this tool. Okay, so let's look at the three trees. The next slide, please. If you look at the top, oh, you don't even see the picture. It's just washed out. Okay, so in the top, it says heat. What is heat? What in the world? Okay. That's weird. Okay. So, heat. Heat is basically the trials, tribulations, temptations that we all face, and also blessings on this final, in this fallen world. Every one of us have, has experienced heat today. Whether that is the frustrations of being single and you want to get married, the frustrations of parenting and annoying kids, with the temptations that come at us, that, caught, that stir our hearts to lust after things that we ought not to, to all the different kind of frustrations, to traffic, to people who drive s- slow in front of you, all these different things are heat. Now, God is absolutely concerned about the heat of our lives. He really, really cares. He cares about every hair on your head. However, he infinitely cares more about your heart. And what the heat does is reveal your heart. The heat can never make you do anything, but it can show you what's inside of your heart. See, give 10 people the exact same heat and situation, and there's going to be a variety of responses depending on what's inside of their heart. 
I, I love this illustration from Paul Tripp. He says, um, if you take a glass that has water in it and you start shaking it, what's going to come out? Water. Why does water come out of it? Because there's water in it. <laughs> Does that sound profound? <laughs> because there's water in the glass, if you shake it, water's going to come out. If you shake it and there's no water, no water's coming out no matter how hard you shake it. And so whatever's inside is going to ultimately come on the outside. And if you really want to understand what you believe and what's in your heart, you look at what you do. In, in the Christian understanding and, and paradigm, there's no such thing as, I believe these things, but I don't do those things. See, whatever you believe, you ultimately do. And so if you want to see what's here, you look at what you do. So you can complain, you can say all day long that Jesus is Lord, but then you just look at your actions to see if you really believe that Jesus is Lord. And we can go on and on. Now, this leads to the thorn bush because I've been talking about re responses. Now, the thorn bush is the first tree. Based off what's in the heart, you're either going to have good roots or bad roots. And what are roots? Roots are fundamentally what you believe about yourself, about God, and about each other. And all of us are on a spectrum where we believe right things and wrong things about ourselves, God, and each other. And when there is a disconnect with the way we view life, reality, others, and what is true, you're going to have bad fruit come out of it. You're going to have thorns come out of it. See, if in your heart you believe that you're entitled for everything in your life to go perfectly, and so if one person cuts you off or one person makes your life hard, there, that is a root right there, a root there that believes a sense of entitlement and pride. And what will grow out of that root is thorns and ungodly responses. And so the first tree, this thorn, is basically ungodly responses. Pastor Ross identified seven of them that you can go back and listen to them that will overflow out of bad roots. And so if you want to understand what's here, you look at the fruit. And if you see bad fruits, a bad response, anger, lust, anxiety, all these different responses that our hearts can go to on a given week, that is an indication that there's something wrong with our roots. There's something amiss. And this is really important because if you don't recognize that fruits are a response of roots, then you're going to say all kinds of things. You're going to try to do all kinds of nonsense things like trying to change your fruit. Man, I'm so impatient. I need to be more patient. Without dealing with the root that is causing the impatience. Oh man, I need to stop lusting so much. But what's the root behind the lust? I need to stop going to substances and abusing them so much. What's the root behind that? And so, so many people, especially Christians, operate in this fruit level. You need to change your fruit. And it's basically like taking someone uh, and, and taking fruit like a pear fruit and putting on an apple tree and trying to staple it on there to make it look like it's real and native. And so what we got to do is we got to focus on the root. The other problem is, is that if you misunderstand this, you're going to often blame your situation. Oh, well, it was, the, it was the fact that I didn't eat yet. Or I was cranky. I didn't sleep a lot. That's why I did this. Or it's, it's because people have been hard on me or because my finances have been tough. And so what we will do is we'll often blame the heat. Anybody do this? Because I do this all the time. If, it was only, if only my kids were perfect, I would be more joyful. Right? And I'd be richer, right? If my kids were only better, uh, that's why I'm angry. 
That's why I'm anxious. That's why I'm feeling these things. And so often, if we misunderstand this, we're going to blame the heat instead of looking for the root. Now, let's go on to our second tree, the cross of Christ. Now, the cross of Christ, I, I'm not going to go out all, all out on this like I'd like to. But the cross is, is the tree that reconciles us with God. And now we are made right with God. And he has given us his spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And that spirit empowers you to change. That spirit empowers you now to produce good fruit. When apart from that spirit, it's impossible to produce any good fruit. You can just staple fruit all day, but no true fruit will come out that's coming from the spirit. And because of the cross of Christ, and you understand the gospel, it starts to rewire your, your brain, your thinking, your intentions, your heart, your attitudes. No longer do you feel entitled, but you feel humbled. You can't hold anything against anyone because you know that God did not hold against you all that he ought to have. You can pursue someone even when they run from you and love them even when they wrong you because God first did that to you. You see, the gospel starts to reform every situation you could be possibly in. And the more we know, the God, more know this Bible, we know the God of this Bible, the more we un understand this gospel and let it wrap our lives around it and shape and rewire our hearts and give us new roots, the more we're going to see good fruit, which is our third tree, the faithful tree, fruitful tree, I mean, the good fruit. This is the fruit that overflows from a heart that believes the gospel in every aspect. And every one of us here, including yours truly, has areas in my heart that does not believe the gospel. I'm an unbeliever, y'all, in some areas of my heart. There's some areas that I don't believe God is good. Some areas that I believe I'm king. Some areas that I'm still holding on to and not giving up to God. And so these are the areas that my bad fruit is producing bad fruit. But over time, as you guys speak into my life, my DNA does and others, my wife, you start to uproot the lies that I believe. And then in turn, I can produce the fruit of the spirits. Fruit of the spirit. There's not multiple spirits. So let me, let me bring this home. So first, for us to find change in ourselves, we need to know that everything that comes out of us is coming out as a result of unbelief. Something is off about what we believe about God, ourselves, and others. And so we need to let this word, like Romans 12 says, renew our mind so we see ourselves rightly and others rightly and God rightly. And in doing that, that's going to change our fruits. And if we do that as a community, that means that we're going to have to ask a lot of questions so we can know what are the roots that are spoiling the fruit rather than just trying to get people, hey, stop that. You need to stop doing that. Stop doing drugs. Stop lusting. Stop being angry. Stop being anxious. No, no, no. Let's love one another and have the patience to hold their hand and figure out what are the roots that are leading to that fruit. And that also is going to require that we know this really, really well and increasingly know how to apply this to all of life and all of our thinking. One final word, it's going to take time. These things take time. Some of the roots, like any old tree, go deep. And we try to uproot one of the trees in our backyard, and the root was so thick and so deep. Travis came and served us and had this machine. He could not get to the lower level because it went deep. And a lot of us have areas of woundedness and unbelief and lies that we have internalized from our young age, and those roots are deep. 
And it takes time to dig those out. And it takes care and love and patience. And it actually only really truly comes through community. Through this, through the spirit, through community, we can start uprooting these lies and increasingly become more fruitful. Amen? Amen. I'm going to invite the worship band. Guitarist and a singer is a band for us. Let me just pray for, for this reality. Father, help us, Lord, be a, a root kind of people. Not a fruit kind of people where we just focus on the actions and not the heart. Teach us how to be a kind of patient people where we address one another at the heart level, that we ask careful questions, that we don't jump to conclusions. We don't just try to get people to look differently, act differently, but think differently. Help us be a kind of people that does this well. Continue to transform our thoughts so that we can transform the fruit for your glory and our joy. In Jesus' name, amen.